Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi and welcome to today's Coach House Beacon. Now the other week we had a missionary speaker visiting the church. He reminded us of the persecution that many Christians face simply because they're called a follower of Jesus. I'm still amazed even today at the negative attitude that many have to the church and Christians. Now, I'm not going to defend some of the things that have been done through the centuries that have had the church's name attached to it and, by association, the name of Jesus. Some of it has been absolutely horrendous. But to use a well-known saying, to reject the salvation of Jesus would be like throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Most Christians who have had their lives changed and turned around since receiving the free gift that God gives us in Jesus would be amazed at the harm done by those who act in the name of the church, but whose hearts are far from Jesus. We must remember that we live in a world and a culture which is shaped from a standpoint that God does not exist. That's what they would like us to believe anyway, which means that his biblical standards are therefore also daily trashed and abandoned. We shouldn't be surprised that some of this culture seeps into the church. After all, the church, those who have accepted Jesus as saviour, is made up of humans like me and you. We know our faults. We don't need them pointing out. The Holy Spirit does this continually and daily, reminding us of how far we fall short of God's standard. And yet, and here's the really good news, we are accepted as we are and our sins forgiven when we accept the sacrifice that God provided when he sent Jesus as payment for all of our wrongdoings. We definitely have a lot to be thankful for. We should be mindful at all times that we only stand in God's strength and never in our own. Way back in 1997, a British band by the name of Chumawamba had a top 10 hit with a song called Tub Thumping. Now, it contained a limited lyrical content, but I remember at the time liking the refrain, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. I never really thought much about the rest of the lyrics, which are actually about getting drunk, so just don't go there. But I do remember thinking that the chorus refrain was somehow encouraging to me in my faith therefore proving that God can use anything to remind us of his sovereignty. Here is an amazing truth that scripture reminds reminds us of in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. It says this, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. The missionary speaker used a phrase which I've been thinking about prior to his use of it from the platform with regard to the continual assault that Christians are subjected to by this world, which is controlled by Satan, the Bible tells us. It's no wonder that we often feel battered and bruised. However, we were reminded that we get knocked down, but we are not knocked out. If we know our Bibles, then we will be familiar with the efforts that the New Testament writers to the early church were concerned that the new believers shouldn't give up in the face of persecution or give up and return to what they've been saved from. 
Sadly, I believe that the same sentiment has to be proclaimed from the churches today. We may feel weary and worn down at this time, especially in the last few years, but don't give up. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now these are the words of Paul as he spoke to the Corinthian church about the thorn in his side which afflicted him, the thorn in his flesh. Now we don't know what this affliction was, but Paul tells us that it was a messenger from Satan sent to torment. We know that Paul suffered greatly from this, but it never deterred him from proclaiming God's goodness and mercy and the salvation won through Jesus. The promise of eternity and escape from judgment was a prize worth striving for. It should also remind us that nothing happens to us without God's permission. Now, this sounds hard to take, but the truth is this. what If God is sovereign, then he, it means he reigns over all. The Bible tells us that this is the case, and therefore it signifies that God has the authority over all of his creation and everything in it, which also means that every power, including Satan, is under his authority and has limitations to what can be done. If you read the book of Job, or recall the beacon that Steve shared with us last week, you will notice that Satan was allowed to test Job, but only after seeking permission, which leads to the same conclusion. The power rests in God's hands. I think an illustration that sums all of this up is as follows. Imagine a boxing match. It's you in the blue corner against Satan in the red corner. The match has been allowed to take place, but there are rules in place. Overseeing the match is the official who holds all of the authority required to officiate. In this case, it's God himself. As the match grinds on, Satan is landing blows left, right and centre. It's an unrelenting attack, brutal and bloody. Finally, we are worn down and our defensive guard drops, revealing our weakness. I have a glass chin. The uppercut is not blocked and Satan lands a knockout blow to the face. Down we fall to the canvas, darkness surrounding us. Satan begins to gloat and celebrate as we crunch to the canvas, flat out. The referee steps in. One, two, three. The countdown has begun. Four, five. Satan is jumping with joy now. He has won. We are down and out. Six, seven. Eight, we lie flat, oblivious to the cries of glee from Satan. The referee continues to count. Nine, Satan now delirious, the taste of victory is sweet. Ten, eleven, twelve. Satan looks around, something's wrong. Why has the match not ended? The count is over, surely. The referee leans closer to us and whispers, Thirteen, take your time, son. Fourteen, when you're ready, 
I'll help you up. Fifteen. However long it takes, you've got this. Satan's furious. Just as he was when Jesus conquered death and rose from the grave 2,000 years ago. The rules have changed because the one in authority has the authority. We are knocked down, but not knocked out. God is good all of the time. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Romans 8, verse 28. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.